What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Well, let me just say this. This episode is going to be a little bit different from my usual shows. Granted, I'm still going to talk shit. Because there's a lot of shit to get into since my last show. But we're going to start this off on a kind of somber note. Yesterday, I literally just got finished watching the Steelers game. And I was on Twitter. And I had seen... I don't even remember who posted it, but the news had broke that former Patriot, Patriots, former Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas passed away at the age of 33. I just kind of sat there like, what the fuck? Like, that was really my reaction. What the fuck? Because Demarius Thomas was one of my go-to receivers, especially in fantasy football. If I was able to get Demarius Thomas, I knew I was going to have a good good year because he was a consistent receiver who was going to do what he had to do to win. The Broncos selected him in the first round of the 2010 NFL Draft following the spring. And he was Peyton Manning's number one target, especially in his upon his arrival in 2012. He definitely got Demarius Thomas the ball. And he pretty much went on to post three straight campaigns of 1,400 yards and double-digit touchdown scores. Like, dude was definitely consistent. If you needed a big game from him or you needed a score, he would definitely give you what you needed. He, he played in two Super Bowls, and he won his second one over the Carolina Panthers. And if you watched that game, you already know. The defense pretty much ran that game from start to fucking finish. Cam and the Panthers had absolutely no fucking chance. And over his career, hold on, I'm trying to get the numbers up. Oh my god. Sorry about this. Oh, He also had an 80-yard touchdown to beat the Steelers of all teams in overtime in his first playoff game. And that was definitely a memorable moment for his career. Because I remember that being literally the first play in the overtime. And just hoping the Steelers would pull something out. But out of the abyss, Demarius Thomas made that catch. We threw the Steelers defense to get that touchdown. And that was definitely the defining moment in his career. And in his career, he got over 9,000. 955 yards and 60 touchdowns across eight plus seasons with the Broncos. And he got four Pro Bowl appearances. Like, this guy was definitely, definitely a damn good player in his time. Better person. I've been seeing a lot of people from the NFL, former players, coaches, agents, expressing their grief and sorrow over the loss of Demarius Thomas and I definitely feel their pain because I'm 31 he's two years older than me so that just shows you that absolutely life is not promised and no real cause of um no real cause of death has been really released yet 
at this point, all we know is that Dar Demarius Thomas is not with us anymore. And my condolences to his family, to his friends, his former teammates, to the Broncos organization, to Broncos fans. I know this probably feels like when Kobe died for Laker fans in the NBA. Because nobody's seen that coming like nobody's seen this coming. So rest in peace, Mr. Demarius Thomas. And you will definitely be missed. Now, we're going to move on to the NBA. The Lakers did exactly what they do best. They choose to win one game. Maybe even two games. However, they will fucking lose a game they should have won. Like their 108-95 to loss against Memphis last night. AD, 22 points. Horton Tucker, 10 points. Russell Westbrook, 33 minutes, 9 points, and how many turnovers? 6 turnovers. LaSomebody had 20 points. Avery Bradley had 10 points, blah, 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 whatever. Pretty much what's killing the Lakers is they have all the talent on the team. With guys who are accustomed to having the ball in their hands 90% of the fucking game. You have, for sure, future Hall of Famers on the team. However, your record alone is not a reflection of the Hall of Fame talent. They are 13 and 13, and they are seventh in the West right now. Now everybody's in fucking panic mode. You should have been panicking when you didn't win a game through preseason, through the first like maybe three or four games in the regular season. And this record should definitely concern y'all. Because all I heard was the Lakers are going to win the chip. How sway. Teams like this who pick and choose when to fucking win and lose. Instead of going out there with the mentality to wreck shit from the fucking beginning. You're going to have a bad season. And I don't give the Lakers or, or the Bulls any type of excuses for shit. And they play the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. So my guess about this game will be they'll get another big lead and then blow the game. And Russell Westbrook will accumulate another 10 fucking turnovers to go with the, go with the turnovers that they had, had in the last game. How the fuck do you accumulate 18 turnovers in the first half alone? Y'all don't take care of the ball. And y'all aren't playing together. Because... With this much out on the team, there should be no way y'all should be getting that many goddamn turnovers in record time. Like, it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me. How you can be cool one game. Show up from start to finish, blah, blah, blah. However, when you go against teams that you should beat, you fold like you did against the Kings. And that was my last episode. So honestly, I don't want the Lakers to tell me shit about nothing. Because the players on the team are the most talking motherfuckers I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because they'll talk about, well, we need to get this together, we need to do that together. But on the court, your words don't reflect how the fuck you play. So how do you expect the fans to believe that you need to get it together and will get it together if you're not going to do anything at all? That's my question. Meanwhile, the Bulls are second in the East. They are 17-9 right now.
And my biggest concern about this season was not even the fact that they were, the Bulls were going to play well. My thing is just stay healthy. That's all I want to do. And they have been losing players to fucking COVID protocols. You have Derrick Jones Jr., Kobe White, and DeMar DeRozan in fucking COVID protocols. And granted, nobody controls when they, when they get COVID or possibly have been exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can really put a timestamp on how and when they got it. But the fact that they lost DeMar DeRozan is definitely a goddamn to their heart. You know what I'm saying? Because DeRozan was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. Because he's been fucking balling. And let's see. What are DeRozan's stats? Waiting for these to load up. And the Bulls are, of course, on a one-game losing streak. And they've been 6-4 and four out of their last 10 games. DeRozan is averaging 24.6 points a game. 33.5 minutes per game. I'm just trying to get all this stuff together, y'all. I'm sorry. 4.1 assist, 5.3 rebounds a game. And his free his field goal percentage is just grazing 500. Just grazing 500. And you got Zach Levine averaging 22.8 points a game. You got Mr. You got Nikola who I am so fucking proud of, and he's being, he's finally given the chance to show the talents that he has as a player. You have Nico averaging 20.4 points a game. You got Caruso averaging 13.6 points a game. You got not-so-small balls averaging 16.9 points a game. So this Bulls team definitely has some offensive power. All I ask is to stay consistent with the winning and stay healthy. I don't want to hear about any serious injuries this year. Because that's always been the Bulls' problem over everything. They might have had bad seasons, yeah. But the issue they've always had is staying healthy. Hell, going back to the D-Rose days, like, somebody was always getting hurt. Or even further back, Jay Williams. Like, the Bulls have always had good talent. But they just always had the misfortune of having one of their key guys get injured. A season-ending injury at that. It can, can can never be minor. It can never be a minor injury. But it's always a major injury. And I just want the Bulls to stay healthy for one season. That's all. And the whole hype about the Damian Lillard thing. Nobody knows if he's going to stay with Portland or if he's going to go anywhere. Per personally, I believe that if Dame wants a shot at winning anything, he's going to have to seek his fortune elsewhere. Because I get the whole being loyal to the team that you started with or the team that drafted you. But if the management on the team that drafted you isn't doing its part to get you the pieces that you need, then it's a losing battle. It's a very losing battle. Shit like this is what caused Megatron and Barry Sanders to retire because they had the entire team on their back. And one man cannot beat an elite team by himself. You just can't fucking do that. You're going to need other pieces around the player, around your centerpiece, 
to help you win games in the long run and take you further into the playoffs other than the second rounds. So if Damian Lillard wants to win, he's going to have to go somewhere else. Where he's going to go, I don't know. Is he going to resign with the Blazers? That's a big question mark. But if Damian Lillard were to leave Portland right now, they will be ricocheted back into rebuilding mode. And I've seen this many, many times with the Blazers. If they can't win with their superstars on the team, they'll end up trading them away or they'll leave in free agency. Or if they get a big centerpiece like a Greg Oden or Brandon Roy, injuries will take them out of the game. Hell, Bill Walton. Like the Blazers just have the misfortune of having star players that are injury prone. And once they get injured, they're pretty much damaged goods, especially after so many times. So they end up trading the player away. They end up getting a ring on another team. Like, it's, like I've seen this happen too many times with Blazer players, okay? That happened with Rashid Wallace. That happened with Bill Walton. Even though he got them a ring, their only ring in 1977. J.R. Ryder won his ring with the Lakers. Oh, God. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think off the bat. Well, those are the only ones I can really think of right now. But, yeah, if Damian wants to win, he's going to have to go elsewhere because the Blazers' management obviously are not doing their part to give him what he needs for them to actually win. And on that note, I'm going to wrap shit up here. Oh, the Steelers lost to the, um, are you fucking serious, bro? Hold on. The Steelers were pretty much face down, assed up the entire game until the fourth quarter when they decided to wake their asses up and start to play. And they would have fucking won if they would have just kept pushing. But, obviously, this Monday night game ended up going to the Minnesota Vikings because they were firing on all cylinders. Then when the Steelers started to come back, I know they were fucking scared because all they had to do was get one more touchdown and they couldn't make it happen. And the Steelers lost 36 to 20 to 28. But yeah, Minnesota Vikings better be on their knees. thanking God. They didn't melt down, have a Monday night meltdown. Cause I've seen that too many times on Monday night football as well. Teams that get a lead, then somehow, some way they end up fucking things up and they melt down and lose the game. And I'm going to leave things right here. Yeah, I had to give y'all a show because I know it would have been a couple days or whatever. And I know my boy Mike from On The Mic With Mike asked me yesterday, like, yo, when are you going to do another show? Well, I got y'all. Here it is right here. I'm going to leave shit right here. I thank you guys so much for your support over and over again. You guys are very much appreciated. Please follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page. And follow Dangerous Sports Talk on Spotify, Anchor, wherever podcasts are available. And I am out of here. Peace.